0: hi everyone and welcome back to life is a 20 nothing i'm your host miola and happy 30th episode i'm so happy to be talking to y'all yet again yet another week and i have a little disclaimer before we get into this episode this is not an ad or anything but i seriously just want to say if anyone is thinking about making a podcast i absolutely recommend it First and foremost, you have no idea who you're going to touch with your words, with your actions, what you're saying, what you're doing. That is just the first and I think most important reason ever. And second, something that I've been realizing is that it makes me a lot more mindful of how I'm speaking, like my language, my rhetoric, everything that I'm saying. I realize that I'm using like a lot less. I realize that I'm trying to use more inclusive language and everything. So I think just that in itself, it's making me a lot more mindful about what I'm saying. That's it. That's all I want to say about that. Okay, moving on. This week's episode, I want to talk about feeling safe or security. I think that's a really important thing in life. And I want to tell y'all my experience with it and how it relates to, I think, everyone. It's a basic need that everyone needs. Basic need. It's literally in like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like one of the most essential things ever, the feeling of safety and security. And before I even get into my personal anecdote about safety and security, I think first and foremost, it's important to realize that what comes with safety and security and that feeling is trust. And I have spoken about trust before, but I want to speak about safety and security side of it. Okay, so personal anecdote time. So as y'all know, as I said, I moved out of my place off campus and I moved to somewhere else. With my situation that I had off campus, I had a very, very hard time falling asleep. I had a very hard time staying asleep. I had a very hard time. I did everything I could to make sure that I had the most peaceful rest. Like, I bought these noise-canceling earbuds. I bought noise-canceling headphones. I bought melatonin. I had a white noise machine. Like, I played white noise on my phone. Like, I literally took, like, a million different steps to try to fall asleep, and it still just didn't work out for me. And with that, I started to realize, and I talked about it with my therapist, and I think that I mentioned it to y'all as well, I had a deep feeling so consciously that I just didn't trust where I was living. I just didn't trust my household in general and I didn't trust where I was living. Because of that, I had a very hard time falling asleep because my brain wanted to keep me awake because I was like, oh my god, what if something happens? What if something like on fire or something like that? Like obviously it had a lot to do with anxiety as well, but the main thing of it was that I just didn't feel safe in my home. I didn't feel like I had any sense of security. I felt like, truthfully, if I was going to, you know, check no one would find me. Like I think that no one would check on me and I kind of felt that way. So I felt like I had to keep myself very vigilant always. And that was a very subconscious thing that was happening in my mind that I really did not realize until after the fact. But that's kind of what I dealt with for a good chunk of my year of like senior year. I didn't realize how much I was dealing with it and how much it impacted my health, how I lived, like my quality of life significantly deteriorated because of what I was dealing with mentally. And of course, that feeling of, you know, no safety, no security, it manifested itself into physical forms to where I was getting like three hours of sleep a night, like maybe. Or I wouldn't fall asleep. Or if I fell asleep, I'd wake up probably about four to five times each night, knowing that I had classes the next day, knowing I had work. It was literally, I was going through hell. I felt like I was in my nightmare circle. So ever since moving, I am in a place now where I literally have no noise like I literally have nothing to disturb me I'm in complete peace I'm in complete solitude I literally look at my window and I see a bunch of greenery woods and I love nature I love the tranquility of all of it and I'm by myself on this whole like floor plan that I have I'm by myself and it's beautiful it's amazing but it is so different than what I was used to And it's ideal for me. Like, I love the peace and quiet. I love being by myself. That's my ideal situation. But because of what I've been dealing with for the past eight months, I would say, I think it's been like, yeah, I think it's been like probably more than eight months. I think it's been like almost 12 months that I've been dealing with what I was dealing with in terms of safety and security. When I moved to this place, I did not realize how hard it would be for me to readjust I am a completely different scenario now where I am safe. I do have a ton of security now. But the thing is that I was dealing with the situation for so long, my brain took so much time to adjust. I got back home from Puerto Rico and then I tried to fall back asleep and I was like, okay, maybe I'm not falling back asleep because, you know, I just traveled a ton and I just had a graduation, whatever. My brain's still on overdrive. A couple of days go by and I'm still having trouble sleeping and I'm like, how is this possible? Like I'm literally living the exact life that I want to live right now in the exact place I want to live. And I'm still having a very difficult time. Why is this? And it's because I lacked that sense of security, that sense of trust, that sense of safety for so long, so long that now that when I'm in a place that is very good for my mental, and I'm in a place that is perfectly tranquil for me, it's so hard for my body, my brain to trust that I'm okay, that I can actually fall asleep and be at peace. Nothing will wake me up. I'm okay. It's very hard for me subconsciously to accept that fact. And it's very scary because I was like, I feel like this is never going to go away. I dealt with this situation for so long. Is it ever going to go away? And I believe there is just such an underestimation of how important feeling safe and feeling secure in where you live, where you are, how important that is to a person, to your function. In my opinion, if where you are in life, you do not feel safe and secure and you can trust your surroundings, your environment, where you are, that is so detrimental. If you can't trust where you are, it will affect you in every single way possible. Like I have experienced it firsthand. I've realized that if you cannot function where you are, it will tear you up inside tear you up and I'm saying this as like a screaming to you all like please make sure that you're in a place that you feel safe and secure and you can trust the people around you your environment everything if you feel like you can't do that it will manifest itself in your dreams in your nightmares like that's what happened to me I literally was dreaming about shit I should not be dreaming about like I thought I was literally going to die in my sleep because of where I was living because of what I was dealing with that is not normal. For anyone wondering, that is literally not normal. But for me, I knew when I talked to my therapist about it. I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna be out of the situation pretty soon. Like I know I only have to deal with this for a certain amount of time, and I will be okay. But for people that that isn't the case, that you don't know when you leave, I completely understand how that can truly rip you up inside because that is scary and it's such a fundamental thing. Thinking of security and safety. And just wanting to be in a place that truly makes you feel like home. And it is seriously so distressing when you are in a situation that that is the opposite of what you're feeling. Because you're supposed to feel safe. You're supposed to feel secure in where you're at. And if you're not, that sucks. That literally is probably one of the most shitty things ever. It messes with your mental so, so much. And it's one of those things I feel like nobody really gets it until they're living it. Nobody will understand what you are going through in that situation until they are the ones that are in your shoes that can't fall asleep, that sleep three hours a night, or that wake up, are so restless, that have no time to sleep, that have no, you know, good mental, nobody gets it until you live it. And I literally remember I was trying to explain it to my friends, the situation that I was going through, like how I was just so restless, how I couldn't fall asleep. I just felt almost in danger, like my brain was kind of going through, you know, like a I guess not really my brain, but like my nervous system was kind of going through this fight or flight thing, you know, and my version of that is that I feel like I need to protect myself. I feel that if no one is going to protect me, I'm going to protect myself. I feel that if I cannot trust people to protect me, I'm going to stay up and protect myself. Obviously, it was not a very conscious decision I was making because why the fuck would I choose to stay awake at all hours of the night? No. Would I choose to wake up at every little sound, every little door creaking, every little light switch turning on? Maybe it's something also that needs to be diagnosed as well, but I'm fine now, so I don't think it was anything like that. I literally just think my body was just, you know, the safety and security stuff that I was talking about. Whatever. Explaining that to my friends... You don't get it. I probably sounded batshit crazy, to be honest. I probably sounded like I just had really bad trust issues and I just need to get that like diagnosed and fixed, right? No, not the case. And a lot of the times, if you are in a situation that you do not feel safe or secure, you feel crazy. Like for lack of better terms, you feel crazy. And sometimes people can make you feel crazy. It's a very easy situation for someone to like gaslight you and be like, no, you're fine. Like you're overreacting, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to tell you, you are not overreacting maybe I was overreacting when I was in my situation, but I truly don't think I was. I think if anyone was dealing with the situation that I was dealing with, you would understand. And I think if you were in my mind, you would absolutely understand. I think that is so subjective to everyone as well. I think if anyone, if you're dealing with the situation yourself, I feel like if any one of us were in your shoes, we would absolutely understand what you were talking about. But being on the outside of it Maybe we don't get it. Maybe we're hearing it and we're like, oh, maybe she's overreacting. Maybe he's overreacting. Maybe they're overreacting, whatever. But no one gets it until they deal with it. And trying to beg and plead for others to understand what you're dealing with when it is the most heart-wrenching thing feels like you are clawing at a wall and you're never going to get out. Then you start feeling really shitty because you're breaking your nails and you're hurting your hands and just feels like a lost cause. And it's like, why am I hurting myself to make these people understand what I'm going through? When It's so subjective. People are not going to understand. But I'm here to tell you that I absolutely understand and I absolutely get what you're going through. And here's a funny thing about stuff like that too. When you are going through something like, as I've been saying, or just any kind of hardship ever, once you get through it, it's so much easier to recognize it in other people as well. And it's so much easier to empathize with other people because you have been through that storm as well. So I think just being able to recognize that even is just good enough. And I love this phrase, this saying or whatever. It's like, you don't have to understand what I'm going through, but you should be okay with it. Like, you don't have to completely understand what I'm going through. It makes sense if you don't. I get it. You haven't been through it. But you should be able to be aware that this is what I'm going through and be okay with that, you know? You don't have to completely get it, but you have to be okay with it. So to go back to my other story, what I was saying when I moved here is that it did take me a little bit to actually sleep through the night, but when I did sleep through the night, it was the best thing ever because I was like, okay, I'm finally at peace. Like, I'm finally getting what I think that I have deserved for so long. But it took a bit because I was just so used to not trusting my surroundings, not trusting my environment. And I think that, you know, big theme of security, of safety is just so, so important. I think a lot of things are foundational in that. And once again, of course, I'm bringing in my psychology, but talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety needs are like the second on the pyramid, right above physiological needs. So it's safety needs and safety needs includes personal security, which I was talking about, you know, sleeping, my environment and everything. But that also includes things like employment, your job, resources, health. And by health, I also mean mental health, you know, physical health, mental health, all health and property, you know, somewhere to live. Not only your environment of where you're living, but also are you living in a home? Are you living in an apartment where you're living? All of that is included in safety and security. It's not just personally with your sleep like I'm talking about, but it's every aspect of your life. And also what I love about Maslow's hierarchy of needs is that to get to the next step of the pyramid is that you have to fulfill the thing below it. So in case you're not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I'll just explain it really quickly. There's about five different parts of the pyramid that all lead to the top. It's essentially what people, psychologists believe is like essential to fulfillment in life. The first thing starts with physiological needs, meaning like air, food, water, clothing, everything like that, you know? Then the next thing is safety needs, as I just explained. Once you fulfill safety needs, that's when things like love start coming in, like friendship, intimacy, family, friendship. I said friendship already, but intimate love, you know, any sense of connection. So that's why I say like safety is so important because to get to that next step, the love, you can even have a true relationship with anyone if you don't have that sense of safety, of security, um, right? And then after love and belonging, next like esteem, like self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, I think freedom is in there as well. And then after that's the highest one, self exploitation not a lot of people reach it apparently, but it's like the desire to be, you know, better than yourself, finding your purpose in life. But my point with explaining that whole hierarchy is the fact of safety and security is essential to everything that you need. Everything that you need. And if you want to form a really good bond, a really good friendship, any kind of connection with anyone, you need to have a sense of security and safety and trust. And that is why I say that I feel as though people really underestimate the importance of safety and security and where you're at in life. If you're feeling safe and secure, there are so many different possibilities for you because you know that you're okay once you get back to your home, once you get back to the end of the day where you're at, you know you're okay. If you don't feel that safety and security, things get a lot harder for you because it's a lot harder to trust, you know, other people, other circumstances, other environments, It just gets very difficult to live a very healthy and fulfilling life. So that is all that I have to say about that before I keep rambling and going on. Thank you all for joining me once again, yet again, another episode. If you could rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on the mobile app, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And I will talk to you all next week, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, I hope you're having an amazing time.